Hello, friends. Lori Jamison here. This is the Unveiled Reflection Ministry, which is based on 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says from the Common English Bible, All of us are looking with unveiled faces at the glory of the Lord as if we are looking in a mirror. We are being transformed into that same image from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory. This comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. How do we look at the glory of the Lord? The mirror we are looking in or gazing into is the word of God. To gaze is to look intently, study, pay close attention to. It's not just a quick glance. This verse says we are to look with unveiled faces. This means we are not trying to hide anything from God. It's as if we come to him with our hearts wide open. When we spend time in God's word, we are transformed. This ministry is here to help God's children to be set free from obsessive and addictive behaviors while experiencing a deeper relationship with Jesus. You can find it on Facebook at Unveiled Reflection, 2 Corinthians 3.18. From there, you'll be able to join the 10-week journey group to find freedom while experiencing intimacy with God. Once the 10-week journey begins, it closes, but new groups begin every 12 weeks. If you have difficulty finding the group on Facebook, you can contact me via email at ur.2corin.3.18 at gmail.com. Now to our podcast. I hesitate to share this journey with you because through trial and error, I have found that no man-made diets, no man-made methods or formulas have helped me. They have actually delayed my quest for freedom. The best way for me to describe the effect they had on me is to say that they imprisoned me. I felt chained or enslaved. Maybe that's why when I reached goals, I would have a hog fest that only led me ga- led me to gaining back all the weight I had lost, plus more. The reason I share this is only to be a guide. Please do not follow it to a T and become enslaved to what worked for me. My prayer is that you will let God lead you every step of the way. Pray about food choices and quantities. Listen to your body. Don't feed it if it's not hungry. Feed it when it is. You know in your heart what is healthy and what is detrimental to your health. You know healthy quantities. Obedience to God's Spirit is key. Don't ignore Him when He nudges. I try just about every diet, appetite suppressant, food plan, 12-step program available to man. I bought books, joined the gym, had an accountability partner I talked to daily, and yet still struggled with my problems of addictive eating and obsessing over body image. I watched people who were thin to see how they ate and tried to imitate them. I wanted weight loss on my terms, to be able to eat what I wanted, when I wanted, and as much as I wanted. I wanted to indulge time and time again without experiencing any consequences. None of my ideas or efforts or any man-made ideas or plans helped me to find true freedom. I came across this verse that helped me to see why. 
Colossians 2.23, it is speaking in reference to human commandments and doctrines, or as I like to call them, man-made ideas, methods, formulas, or rules. In the Christian Standard Bible, Colossians 2.23 says that although these man-made rules, regulations, methods, or ideas have a reputation for wisdom by promoting self-made religion, false humility, and severe treatment of the body, they are not of any value in curbing self-indulgences. This verse tells me that what I had been doing for decades to curb my selfish indulgences was not working. If I lost weight, it gave me a sense of false humility, more like pride. If I lost weight, it was because I forced severe treatment upon myself, and in the end, I gained it all back. And because I was striving in my flesh, God had no part in it, and that's why any success I may have experienced was gone quicker than it came. I look to food to give me comfort when God has told me in his word that he is the God of all comfort. After reading Galatians 5 and meditating on it, I decided to give God an opportunity to heal me. I walked away from all the man-made programs and began my journey. I knew God's word is the ultimate authority. I knew nothing I had tried was working to give me lasting results, better yet, true freedom. When I started, I was afraid I would gain even more weight, and I was afraid that I would feel deprived. However, I was determined to give God a try, to see if he could set me free, if he could take away the desire to satisfy or comfort myself with sugar. Galatians 5, verses 16 through 25, is a passage that compares living by the Spirit with living by the flesh. I knew the Holy Spirit was dwelling within me, and yet when I felt the gentle nudges and the still small voice, I ignored them. I am ashamed to say this, but more times than not, I said to those gentle nudges, I don't care. I want it anyway. God is so merciful and gracious, and I am so undeserving. I found that getting into the Word of God daily, devouring it, meditating on it, and especially journaling about it is when God spoke to me the most. He met me in the quietness when my spirit was settled and looking to receive his transforming power. Now, looking at the passage in Galatians, verse 16 says, Walk by the Spirit, and, you'll not, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. My flesh had an all-consuming desire to eat sugar. The more, the better. Ironically, my flesh also wanted to be small. This is major evidence that I was not walking by the Spirit. I was walking by the will of Lori and by the power of Lori, which was extremely weak. Verse 17 says, The flesh sets its desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, for these are in opposition with one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. 
we can see the spirit and the flesh are at separate ends of the spectrum. I saw that my flesh flesh was waging war against the spirit of God who dwells within me. My flesh was demand was a demanding tyrant, and God was letting it have its way. He knew I would suffer the consequences of the lust of my flesh. I knew there were consequences, but I was too weak to stop myself, and I had not figured out how to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. Then I found the answer I had desperately searched the world for. It's hard to believe, but it is easy. God had told me how in his word. Many pastors told me how from the pulpit. Jesus said in Matthew to go into your inner room and close the door and pray to your father who is in secret and he will reward you. From that time on, my time alone with God changed my life. Don't get me wrong. I read my Bible, went to church, even prayed, but it was more like a duty, the Christian thing to do. I loved what I was learning, but it wasn't really changing my life. Once I determined to practice meeting with my God every day, settling my spirit down so I could really be present and experience and hear from God, my life turned around. By spending time in prayer and in God's word and journaling about what he was teaching me and what the Holy Spirit was convicting me of, things turned around. The Holy Spirit nudged me and made me more aware of the enemy's tactics. He gave me the power to resist Not every time, but there was a definite and obvious change indicating the power of God was at work within me. Many tears were shed, but the joy that filled my heart and soul was so worth it. My soul grew closer to God, and now it continually hungers and thirsts for more of Him. I know none of of the victory that I experienced is of myself. My past reveals that. Back to the passage in Galatians. It goes on to give a list of the deeds of the flesh, and then it parallels those deeds with the fruit of the Spirit. Then in verse 24, it says that those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. That's what has happened in those quiet moments. God has helped me to crucify more and more of my flesh my passions and desires for the things of the world and has replaced those passions with a greater passion for him, his word, and the joy and peace he gives. Verse 25 says, If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. I knew the Holy Spirit dwells in me. I knew I was grieving the Spirit by feeding my sinful lust, but I couldn't stop. The Holy Spirit is gentle and gracious, even when convicting us of sin. The more we pay attention and obey, the easier it is to hear and feel his nudges and promptings. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6 says that those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For the mindset on the flesh is death. 
but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Verse 7 says, the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God. These verses speak about our minds being set on either the flesh or the spirit. To set is to place or put down in a specific spot, to be stationary. These verses convicted me big time. I was being hostile toward God. It was a daily disobedience, and it broke my heart when I saw this verse. My prayer for all of us is that our minds are placed on the Spirit and are cemented down so that it is impossible to remove them and put them back on our flesh. Many other passages spoke to me, particularly David's desperate cry for help in Psalm 40. You can hear about that in my podcast titled, Help, I'm Blank and Can't Stop. After much meditation and journaling, I came to the conclusion that the Holy Spirit is my strength. Where I am weak, He is strong. I have the Holy Spirit dwelling within The Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Knowing that freedom dwells within me and I have access to that freedom, I started to move forward. Again, remember, this is my journey. It is not my man-made rules I am enforcing on you. This is just an example of how God worked in my life and helped me take baby steps that led to my freedom. Please pray and ask God to guide you on your journey. Your steps may be similar or different. Let God lead you and pay attention to how your body responds to the changes. God revealed to me through all of my failed attempts to lose weight that sugar was a huge problem, so I decided to start there. I did not say I will never have sugar again, but I did say I will not have it again until I believe God will give me the power to have normal portions. The words never and always cause me to fail every time, so I deleted them from my vocabulary. Moving slowly at the beginning of my journey, I said, just for today, I'm not having sugar. This meant no more sweet tea either and no sugar in my coffee. It was time for bed and I realized I hadn't had sugar. I made it through the first day. The next morning, I sat down alone with God and went over the verses in Galatians and Romans again, meditating on them and journaling about them. I repeated my routine again the next day. But the third day was a little harder because I had a withdrawal headache. My body was ridding itself of toxins. Be aware that this may happen to you as you rid your body of those things that might be harmful to you. An extended period of time, at the very least one month of going without those things you believe God has brought to your attention, will help you to better see the effects they have on your body, especially if or when you try to introduce them again. I was for... I was sugar-free for over a year before I decided to have a special treat. The next day, I had a migraine, and I, and I could feel the inflammatory response in my hands. God taught me 
to say the name of Jesus aloud when I felt pressured by the enemy, my flesh, or just had an overwhelming urge to eat sugar. Saying Jesus aloud became my new weapon, and the joy of experiencing victory and so much was so much more satisfying than any sugar treat. Taking time alone with God each morning was the main key component to my having the strength to do battle against my flesh and the enemy. Back to my initial food elimination process. Days four and five passed much quick, much easier. Before I knew it, I had gone a whole week without sugar. I started reading labels to make sure it wasn't in other things I was eating. One week turned into two, and I realized I felt better. My mind was working better. My skin looked better. The temptations were a lot less. I noticed my clothes were not as tight, so I stepped on the scale. I had lost four pounds, and my stomach wasn't as bloated. Life seemed easier and less stressful. God helped me to see that processed the processed foods that I had been eating had lots of ingredients in them that I couldn't pronounce. So I decided to eliminate chips, pretzels, popcorn, crackers, bread, pasta, anything that was processed in a package just for that day. It seemed pretty easy, so I did it again and again. And as I realized, I felt even better. I had more energy and my rings were not cutting into my finger anymore. After a couple of weeks, I checked the scale again, four more pounds. My time alone with God gave me the strength to overcome. I never could have done it without him. You heard that I tried and failed time and time again. Over the next couple of weeks, I found myself running to the scale. It always told me if I was okay before. It had to go. The number on that scale does not define me. My faith in Jesus does. I realized it had been six weeks and I hadn't had any sugar, and I was so happy with how well I was doing. When I was at a family get-together, I realized I didn't miss having sugar when a cake was on the table right in front of me and it wasn't tempting me. I didn't even want any. There is victory in Jesus. I had trained my body not to rely on those things, but to turn to God instead. Because I was making progress, I thought I could have a treat. I indulged in bo- in popcorn because I felt like it would not get too care. I would not get too carried away. It was wonderful with lots of salt and butter. But the next day, I had a migraine. My hands were swollen, and I didn't feel good. I have learned through trial and suffering that some things are not good for me. And if you decide on your journey to eliminate things from your life, when you come to a place where you believe you can explore those things again, you will be able to determine how your body tolerates certain things. Then you can decide which things you will bring back into your life and how often. Remember, I said not to use the words never and always, because one day you will declare, I am free. Then you can explore. Sometimes I can have blank. When I say I can have, sometimes I can have blank. For me, it is sometimes I can have sugar. It is always a planned treat. And for me, it is eaten with others because my worst times of indulgence 
was when I was alone. Over time, I implemented intermittent fasting and fasting for two reasons. First, because Jesus fasted and he tells us to fast in Matthew. And second, because when thinking about the days before there were grocery stores and fast food restaurants, men had to hunt and plant and harvest their gardens in order to have food. Sometimes they went without. Giving our body a rest from food is good. It allows it to repair itself. Please pray before you do anything. Do not use fasting for weight loss. Let God lead you. He will let you know if and when you are to fast and what you are to pray about when you fast. The FDA gives us a food pyramid pyramid in my eyes that is man-made and has no value against fleshly indulgences. Today, I continue to do intermittent fasting and eat healthy. I like it. I feel good. The only time I step on the scale is when I go to the doctor. My clothes are my gauge for how I'm doing now. I don't need to know that number. I know that if I wake up each day and go to my place of seclusion and spend quality time with my God, He will satisfy my soul like nothing else can. He will guide my steps, the choices I make, and the direction I go. If my mind is set on the Spirit, the Spirit will lead. I don't want my mind set on the flesh because it leads me down into the muck and mire, into a pit of destruction, and knowing my flesh was hostile toward God makes me sick, so I desire to live by the Spirit. I am far from perfect, but I have found the answer to all of life's problems in the Word of God. God desires to help us. He desires fellowship with us, going into our places of seclusion with our spirits settled, ready and willing to receive blessings from God, whether it be taught Him to teach us, to convict us, to correct us, guide us, comfort us, or encourage us. Letting God speak to our spirit is where we are given the power to obey. It's where we are set free from bondage. It's where we are transformed, and it's where we experience indescribable peace and joy. If you are struggling, move slowly and show yourself grace. The most important part to finding freedom is showing up with a settled, willing, and receptive spirit. If you want freedom, do not neglect your time alone with God. Don't rush through it. Pay attention. Remember, we are to gaze into the word, which is to look intently, to pay close attention to, to examine. It's not a quick glance and then off to the activities for the day. God cares about every detail of our lives and wants us to pay attention to every detail in His Word and every nudge or prompting we receive from the Holy Spirit. May God bless you and give you the victory and freedom you long for as you show up every day looking for treasures that He has set aside waiting for you. Seek Him with everything you've got. Be receptive and obedient to His Spirit's work in your life, and you will experience His transforming power.